The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me for week four Fantasy Hockey Talk is my brother, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Doing all right. I wish we weren't talking week four after uh, abysmal week three, where uh, after my comments made last week, you took it to heart and uh, yeah, went to town on me. I think yeah. you put up, yeah, almost 500 points. My guys just couldn't get it going. 482. 482. Oh. Yeah, 482. I think I had like 330 if I was lucky. But uh, yeah, we're trying week. to rebound this week and uh, get right back in the win column. Both of us at uh, two and one right now. And so, yeah, the top of our standings are getting tight, and I'm looking forward to talking about some guys that can make our teams a little bit better going into these tight matchups. Yep, absolutely. We got some waiver wire talk on the books. We also have some sell candidates, maybe some uh, guys that you spent high draft capital on that may not be performing. Is it too soon to get off the bus? We're going to dive into some of those conversations here. Which one would you like to do first? You want to do sell candidates or you want to do uh, waiver wire? Let's do waiver wire. Let's do waiver wire. All right, so first up... Victor Olofsson, Buffalo Sabres, coming off a two-goal game, 21.4 fantasy points against uh, Chicago uh, in a 4-3 victory on the 29th. Hawks were up 3-1 to one in that game. Olofsson and the Sabres came surging back uh, in the third period. Um, and I believe that game, yeah, that, that game did go to overtime. So, yeah, in the third period and into overtime, Olofsson has looked good, but sparingly. Six goals, one assist uh, so far on the campaign, four, plus four on the plus minus category, where are you at with Olofsson? Is he a, a lock stock ad for you? Or are you um are you holding? You know, it's really, really tough for me on Victor Olofsson because while he's got six goals in the year and his numbers look solid, they're not consistent numbers. Um he'll have like the last couple few games here he's had like last game he had two goals, but then he went a couple games with no points, then two mm-hmm. goals, then three games with no points, and then another two goal game. So right now I would if I was Personally, trying to look at Victor Olofsson, I would pass on him just because the consistency isn't there right now. Yeah, I can uh, I can get behind that. He was a pass candidate for me as well. Uh, he did. Uh, he does have a game. I should say it's uh, today, Halloween, eight thirty or ten thirty one. Excuse me. Looking at all sorts of numbers right now uh, against Detroit. Uh, I thought that I could get him in for this lineup. I apparently I picked him up a couple of minutes too late, and I wound up having to just drop him right away uh, to pick up uh, you know some spots that I had missed. 20 plus fantasy points in three out of what is that? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games total. So it's it's pretty sporadic, like Nick said. But when he booms, you know, he 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 has uh, put up some numbers. So he has three games with uh, two plus goals. But the game where he got an assist, he also scored, you know, two goals. So and I also just don't love this line too for the Sabers. Uh, Middle stat, Jack Quinn, Olafson is just kind of underwhelming, and it feels like this will be, you know, a line and, and a team uh, that's also going to fade, you know, as we get deeper into the season. Not going to be someone that you're going to trust long term. So I, I'm not looking to invest too much in Victor Olafson. Uh, if I did pick him up, he'd be uh, right off my roster the next day in like daily uh, pickup leagues. 
Uh, next up, we have a goaltender in Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers, just 29% rostered, but he's looked really good in his last two starts, uh, three goals against in his last uh, two starts, two wins, and 77 saves total. My goodness, on what is that, 80 shots, 77 saves on 80 shots mm-hmm. through his last two starts. He's been looking really good. He did just ha- kind of have a, like a layover. You know, this isn't someone that's starting every night. Obviously, the Oilers went out and got Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell has also looked really good. He has four wins on the season. What's your feelings with Stuart Skinner? Is he someone that you feel good about stashing if you have the opportunity? Or is he just, you know, flash in the pan? You know, we'll be looking at a hotter, hotter goalie next week. You know, I think he could be someone that is a solid stash because Jack Campbell is good and he's got a four and two record. But on top of that, He's got a 389 save percentage, in, or sorry, 389 goals against and an 888 save percentage. And so I think there is potential with numbers like that and Edmonton having to score a lot of goals to play in front of Jack Campbell that you mm-hmm. see, could see some more games of Stuart Skinner coming in. They gave him up a big start on Saturday night up against Calgary, and I know Edmonton and Calgary fans, they don't take that matchup lightly. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he came out with uh, 40 saves and a 3-2 to two win. And every time he's come in, he's – Shut the door, basically, except uh, on the 18th against Buffalo. Outside yeah. of that, three of the four contests been solid. A 9.55 save percentage, and I think, yeah, if Jack Campbell's save percentage and goes down and his goals against goes up, I think we could definitely see some more of uh, Stuart Skinner. And something to keep in mind, too, because I, I do think he's worth his time you can get him on your roster is that game on the 15th, uh, his first start of the season, or it actually wasn't a start. He came mm-hmm. in. For relief for Jack Campbell, excuse me. So his first action of the season was against Calgary as well. And he had 31 saves and no goals against uh, as the Oilers were trying to rally from a big deficit uh, to Calgary early. You know, this last one won on the road, which was nice, but he was you know pretty, uh, pretty familiar with them already. Um, we'll, we're definitely going to be talking about some Calgary uh, here in a bit because they've been a little bit underwhelming some of their key players. But I do think Stuart Skinner is worth a stash. You know, it's kind of a situation where, you probably don't want to pick him up unless you like you see the green check mark, you know, like when he's going to get a start, mm-hmm. like, you you know, when you're going to get some action out of him and then just ride the situation from there. If he continues with his hot hand, I think he's worth, uh, you know, rolling through uh, through the weeks if as long as you're winning. Right. As long as you're not desperate for points or de- desperate for starts. I like this upcoming schedule. Uh, you have Nashville tomorrow on the first New Jersey, then Dallas then Washington and Tampa. I think there's some uh, pretty winnable games in there up against some teams that you know really don't have uh, an edge on defense-wise. All right, uh, another hot goalie. We got uh, Vitek Vanasek of the New Jersey Devils. His uh, ownership rate has gone up a little bit, 41% roster, but if he's still available, like this is a smash right now. He's got three wins in a row. Uh, he's only got three goals against in his last three games. Was at 44, 64 saves th- uh, through the last three games as well, and one shutout. Uh, the Devils' defense is keeping him clean, keeping all the pressure you know, from the outside looking in. Uh, he actually hasn't had more than uh, 25 shots against in any game or any start so far. You know, That's just showing what the, the offense and defense is uh, doing so well in front of him. Uh, this is a home run pick for me. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely a home run pick, and I think uh, that shot number is definitely going to go up a little bit when uh, you go on that Western Canadian road trip coming up with uh, Vancouver sure. on the first. Edmonton on the third and Calgary on the fifth. And so I think you could see get even more points than you're getting out of him. Cause last game, mm-hmm. I mean, put up 14 points, got a one, nothing shutout against Colorado. Shutting out Colorado Ooh. alone is hard enough to do. 
but yeah, I think, doing I, it. I think Nishushkin was out of that one, and they're already super beat up. Mm-hmm. But even then, coming in and uh, putting up a nice little uh, goose egg on the defending Stanley Cup champs, I think looks good on him. And yeah, 41% rostered. He might be available in your league. And uh, if he is, I definitely would grab him because, yeah, you're right. This is definitely uh, a home run play right here. Yeah, definitely, you know, versus Skinner, this is definitely the the pickup to make, but he's 41% rostered, um, but the streak, definitely worth noting. If he's available in your leagues, you have to go out and get him. I mean, while we're tooting his horn, uh, Vitek Vanisex, let's get out uh, in some, into some of the guys that are playing in front of him. Uh, we've got the line to uh, D pair here. Ryan Graves and John Marino both playing very well. Uh, Ryan Graves, was it 14.8 in his last game, fantasy points, 1.9 in that game up against Colorado, as you said, only a 1-0 mm-hmm. victory. He just had one shot on goal and a block. Uh, but the game before that had another 18.9, has three points in his last three games. John Marino has two points in his last three games, but has, what is that, three, four in his last four. You know, And both of them finishing very well on the plus-minus, plus three in this last game up, up against Columbus, uh, the plus three up on a 6-2 victory up against Detroit. Devils uh, offense and defense doing some really positive things right now. Between the two, who do you like more? And, you know, is there a situation where you hold off of both? Both of them have one goal, three assists, and are a plus seven. Both of them, exactly. Uh, Yeah, that's like very, very hard to be able to put it down to one guy when their numbers are just that tight with each other. Their ownerships are both very low. But if I had oh, to yeah. choose... I didn't even mention yeah. that. Two, 2% and 1%. Yeah. 2% 1% rostered. Um, I would probably have to go with, uh, mm, yeah, I like, uh, I think Ryan Graves has a little bit of an edge. I like what he, his plus minus has been in the last couple games. I know Marino's has been good too, but mm-hmm. uh, Marino is also adding, uh, or sorry, Marino's what I meant. Uh, yeah, he's been adding some more assists in the last couple games compared to uh, Graves. A little bit less ownership, but these guys are like identical players. And I was wanting to get your take. If you had to take uh, one or the other, who would you mm-hmm. go with? I would go with John Marino because if you look at their time on the mm-hmm. ice, he has a safer floor as far as playing time goes. There's been a few instances where Ryan Graves has played less than 14, less than 16, less than 14 minutes per game. So just for that basis, that that's really it for me. I mean, their stats are just so close. Even if you look at their shots on goal, Graves has... 13 and Marino has 12, you know, I mean, like literally like they're almost exact clones of each other. Uh, I, I would still go Marino just because of the playing time and the safe floor. I like this trip that they're, they're going to be taking. It's going to be a very good test for them. Um, while that is being said, like these guys are low ownership. You might be able to just see them through this trip and be able to pick up one of them, you know, kind of get a little bit more eyes on the uh, the comparison between the two and see which one's going to rise to the top because, you know, you may not f- – I think Vancouver's a great matchup to start them. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Vancouver's been oh, yeah. a shit show. Uh, but Edmonton and Calgary uh, – and then Calgary back-to-back, so three games in a row there – I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm exposing myself to a little bit more risk. So I feel like they come back um, on that trip, uh, that three-game trip. Uh, you got Calgary and Ottawa at home. I think uh, being at home will be a little bit better. And then that Ottawa matchup is also just a little bit more friendlier too. For sure. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Philip Deneau of the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, he's on a nice little run, has a point in four games straight. Uh, was it two assists in his last two? And he three and four games ago, he had a, a goal apiece in those games. 
four goals, two assists on the season, but is a minus one, 21% rostered. What do you think? Uh, I think he's definitely someone I would go for. He was the guy I went with uh, last year, and he was in my rotation. Never really mm-hmm. held on to him that long, but had him in the rotation. When I put him in, he was always really successful. And I think in uh, most people's leagues, I think he could be a guy that's uh, – uh, pump and dump kind of guy where you just get him in, pump the points, and then get him right off your roster. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, he's doing really good, and I like the schedule for him coming up. I like the St. Louis matchup. I think that'll be a really good game. I like right. the Dallas matchup with uh, Jake Ottinger being out of the lineup for the moment. and uh, you, Scott Really Wedgley quick, do you, do you know anything about that? Because I, I haven't uh, gotten any news on uh, Ottinger yet, and I, I was very concerned. One, because I had Dallas winning the game where he was mm-hmm. taken out. That was not good. It was a close game until he left. And uh, two, I got him all over my fantasy rosters. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you at the moment. I can uh, get an update on that really quick. But, yeah, he's been mm-hmm. playing uh, a really big role in that Dallas Stars lineup. And uh, Oh, yeah, he's the best goalie in the league right now. He, he, yeah. started like, he started five and one, already had a shutout. Uh, the mm-hmm. save percentage was at 95%, 0.952. Like, dude, he's lights out. I yeah, right. I want to be hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now I'm not seeing anything about him, but uh, I'll check on that later in the, the episode for sure. But no, uh, yeah, with that, with uh, Jake Ottinger out in that matchup, I think that's a good mm-hmm. favorable matchup for Philip Deneau. You got Chicago on the docket. And so I think right. a few favorable matchups here. Uh, Good numbers, good floor, good ice time. Definitely someone I would uh, want to get on my fancy roster. Yeah, and if you are playing in a waivers-type league, you know, three starts this week, first, third, and the fifth, Dallas, Chicago, both on the road, then Florida at home. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Like, I I feel like there are definitely some struggling rosters out there that could use some Philip Deneau. Um, luckily for me, I don't right now. All my, all the, all the studs and all the sluts are, are firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders. So all is good. I don't really need a Philip to right now. Um, I, again, if you're, if your roster struggling, if you need to pick up a few more points, if you're, you know, looking at your, maybe your total starts available for the week and you're kind of behind, I think this could be a good option. He's just trending. He's got a point in four games straight. That's never anything to kick away. Um, but it just doesn't excite me on line two there with uh, with Moore and Arvidsson. They're like all three of those guys are just they're, they're flashy. They're very they're very trendy. They will go up, but what goes up must come down, especially with those three. So not someone that I'm super excited to get get on my fantasy team, but I'll take a leap if I have to. Uh, this next guy, speaking of streaks, uh, seven points to start his first nine games of the season. He has a at least one point in his last five games, and he leads his team with five goals. Jonathan Money Taves. He's back. 15% rostered, though, and 6% plus in the last day. The captain, Mr. Serious, he's back. It's all here. He hasn't had a game uh, negative this season. Probably had about eight in his first nine last year. Uh, has one, two, three double-digit games and has three goals in his last four games. Just going to the net, making stuff happen. Any complaints? Yeah, no complaints here. It's really weird to have Jonathan Taze in this conversation considering his Blackhawks fans, everything we've been through with him in the last couple of years. But it's really, really good to see him kind of take that role as a solid uh, second-line center, letting Max Domi take the reins on the first line. Because as he was getting older, he was always the guy on line one, and he was just never able to perform. But I think maybe taking a step back for him in this case, playing with uh, Kurashev and Taylor Radish has been mm-hmm. a good thing for him. And, uh, yeah, I'm really liking what he's doing. Yeah, his numbers are really solid. 
I like the opponents coming up. I like the Islanders coming up. Ugh, I like the Islanders have been tough, man. They've been so tough. The Islanders are burning my burning my pocketbooks. <laughs> I like that matchup. I like I think the LA matchup will be a very good game. I like the Winnipeg matchup. But this mm. Hawks team, they've just been really good and they've uh, they've really turned it around. Even against Minnesota and uh Buffalo, you still walk away with a point despite mm. the circumstances. You're still walking away with points in these games. And uh, they're still moving up the standings. And no, uh, I think Jonathan Taze has a really high ceiling. And I think he's someone that you should get, definitely get on early. The Blackhawks actually went on a, what is it, four-game winning streak. They're now four and five. They're four and mm-hmm. five. But they've only lost one game by less than one goal. And that was the yeah. opening night up against Colorado. A lot of good things working for them right now. They could be. They could look so much better than they are. I mean, mm-hmm. per, to be perfectly honest, the last three games – uh, should have been wins, but in their last two games, they did at least take points. So you, you take what yeah. you can get. But yeah, the mm-hmm. Hawks have been looking good and kind of staying on this path here with them. Our next guy up is Alex Stalock, who's been a, a pretty pleasant surprise for the Blackhawks. Uh, he did take home, uh, you know, a couple of losses recently. The game up against Edmonton, I mean, that was tough. I mean, they Edmonton and McDavid were just coming in waves, <clears throat> excuse me, waves after waves after waves of offense. You know, it, it, it felt like, honestly, watching it, that they were going to win that game, uh, even when the Blackhawks were up, just because, the, you know, just kept firing and firing away. But from Stalock's production um, point of view, that that's his worst game. And he finished with 1.2 fantasy points. Every other start thus far, he's produced double-digit fantasy points. Even in this last game, up against Minnesota, where he lost 4-3, to three, still had 32 saves, 10.2 fantasy points, only 24% rostered. I think that's negligent right now. I think he's going to get a lot of starts. Um, Arvid Soderblom, the other day I, I kept calling him Overblom, um, he got to start on the 29th. He looked good, and he think it feels like he'll be a serviceable backup. But even with him, like even how good he looked, it didn't seem like they were going to be like, all right, yeah, sure, we're going to roll you out every other start. Like it feels like Stalock should be making the bulk of the starts going forward with Mrazik out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there. And uh, yeah, Stalock has been very profitable point wise. Besides the Edmonton game, but every guy's going to have those. You look at the skaters, and you look kind of more deeply and when it comes to goalies like you see one game and you're like oh no but with the skater they can have uh, one bad game and they have a lot of good games and stay locks in the same boat here and uh yeah he knocked off some pretty solid opponents with uh the seattle kraken who've come out hot this year the florida panthers um oh, that that kraken game they were down uh i think four to one so mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a, that was a huge victory, uh, just a huge rally in the third period of that game. So they've had some they've had some good ones for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it might be a situation almost like you have with uh, the New York Rangers with Igor Shesterkin and Yaroslav Halak, mm-hmm. where uh, Halak he'll if they have an opportunity to start him for back to back games, they will. I right. don't see I see definitely stay locking the majority of the starts. And so yeah, you get someone that's going to play every game like that. And yeah, out of the next uh, probably five starts here, I see him starting at least uh, four, four, three say. or four. Yeah, three or yeah, four of those sure. games I see him starting. So definitely a lot of starts, a lot of fantasy points, and definitely someone I would get on my fantasy roster with the uptick of the Blackhawks right now. And the Blackhawks have been playing great two-way hockey. I mean, they're they're letting up goals for sure. Their defense isn't mm-hmm. amazing. But 
They also just lost Seth Jones. He's going to be out for potentially four to five weeks. So mm-hmm. that should probably up the uh, the opportunity for some more shots on goal and handful more saves, you know, a couple more extra points to go around. So, yeah, I'm expecting some good things for Staylock. And, I mean, I, I guess if you're really desperate, Soderblom looked really good. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to I, – I, I know he's got a funny name and everything. but Yeah, no, I know I mentioned to, like, him last week too, and you're like, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> he looked good, though. He looked – well, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I don't know. Have you ever seen him play before? Is there a start that you can remember from previous seasons? Um, so uh, I know uh, my parents and our parents, actually, they saw him play in relief of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I believe, in uh, Nashville in front of the Nashville fans last season on New Year's Day, and he got shelled, and uh, they still make fun of him to this, this day for and they're like, oh, it's that guy again. Oh, it's but, that guy again. Well, I don't yeah, know. The team was really bad last year. I don't know what to tell you. Was uh, was mm-hmm. Colleton the coach? Oh, yeah. It was uh, – st- or no, I think it was uh, – Derek was it King. King, yeah, Derek King, also better known as uh, Heisenberg, with that uh, you know bald right. head of his, bald head and glasses. I think is is the costume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hit a hit a quick word from the sponsor. We'll be right back after this. Are Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Win Bet. Be on the lookout for the Win Bet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the Win Bet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on Win Bet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays uh, to uh, in ga- live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving away or giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. Just a, a few steps to complete. Subscribe to youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And turn on your notifications so that you don't miss the SGP uh, contact You know when you actually pull the winner. I can speak from experience. That has happened. I gave away a free jersey for on the football channel a few weeks ago. Took forever to get a hold of the gentleman to give him his jersey. And then he never answered. So we drawing number two. You never know how, how the odds will improve. All right. From people's laziness. All right, here we go. We're back. We're kicking back through the the waiver wire here for fantasy hockey. Next up, we've got uh, Brand, uh, Braden, excuse me, uh, McNabe from the Vegas Golden Knights. Only twenty six percent rostered. He's not doing anything overwhelmingly great. You know, zero goals on the season, four assists, but he's a plus seven, and he's always getting some type of fantasy opportunity. Like these, this last game only zero point nine, but the game before that. Six points, had an assist. Game before that, 12 points, had an assist. Game before that, 8.8. Like, he's on a nice little run here these last three out of four games. What do you think about uh, putting up uh, Brandon, Braden McNabe? Yeah, I think Braden McNabb is a pretty solid addition. The ice time is there. You're looking around 18 to 20 minutes a night. Well, uh, the production isn't there with only four assists on the campaign. 
He blocks a lot of shots. You can't deny that. You're looking at two to three blocks on average each game. Uh, shots on goal are getting there, and uh, he's not going to hurt you. But at the same time, he's not going to uh, just completely boost up your fantasy team. He's just kind of a neutral mm-hmm. player and someone I think would be definitely a good ad drop player, but no one that has any permanent value because, yeah, he doesn't hurt you, but he doesn't you know make your defense whole. Fair enough. That's pretty much the direction I was going with him. I think he's a pretty safe uh, um, asset to put on your team in deeper leagues with like 12 and 14 team leagues. I think that he could be worth a stash, you know, especially if the the defensive market is sparing, you know, in, in your waiver wire on your in your mm-hmm. options. I, I like what they're doing over there in in, uh, in Vegas right now. Uh, our next guy up is William Carlson. I mean, the team in general is playing really well. I like uh, McNabb playing alongside Shea Theodore. The, that top group with Martinez and Petrangelo is looking really good. They're rolling a really uh, solid top nine. So really any of those guys on defense, you know, if you're looking to fill a spot at, at any given point, uh, I like any of those options really. Uh, next up is William Carlson. He's the center on line two uh, in between Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchishow. He's been lighting it up recently, has three points in his last three games, four goals, three assists on the season, and he's a plus six. Uh, Riley Smith has also been doing some really good things recently, but he doesn't have the same waiver availability as William Carlson. So this is the guy that's you know most available in leagues. If Riley Smith was available, I'd be on him too. Has four double-digit fantasy point games, no games negative. I think this is a pretty good one here, uh, Nick. William Carlson might, might be, you know, an early season, um, you know, long season stash, like someone that could wind up being on your roster all year. Yeah, I think in a deeper league, definitely someone you would want to go for, especially the fact that I uh, play center and left wing too. Uh, mm-hmm. Having guys that can play multiple positions is uh, huge. I know I picked up Max Domi for my team personally, and yep. he plays all the four positions, and so I've been all over that. And so definitely uh, having two positions is nice. And, yeah, been a solid second-line center as of late, and this Vegas Golden Knights team has pleasantly surprised me. While their offense and defense is good, I had a lot of questions about their goaltending with uh, Mm -hmm. Logan Thompson running the net and how the team would be able to pan out. But, uh, no, they're doing a great job uh, defending him, and they're locking up a lot of low-scoring hockey games. They're not letting up a lot of goals. But Mm -hmm. uh, they are scoring a decent amount, and uh, William Carlson's contributing to that. So definitely someone I would look at for sure. No, I think he's a great ad right now. And let's just jump right over to the sell candidates. Uh, Logan Thompson is on that list. He's one of the goalies that I have on there. Because of his hot start, he has four victories in six starts. He has, was it one, two games with uh, 20-plus fantasy points, another three games with double-digit fantasy points. In his two losses, he did allow three goals, uh, one matchup up against Colorado and another up against Calgary. Obviously, those are you know pretty competitive games, but he's been cleaning up just about everybody else. Has wins up against the Kings, the Blackhawks, Toronto, Anaheim. Would Logan Thompson be an early sell candidate for you just based on how well that he's played? Like, do, do you buy that this is going to be his production season long? You know, he's got very good save percentage, 0.943. Goals against is also very solid, 1.69. I mean, are these numbers maintainable throughout the rest of the year? I mean, obviously, we're only four weeks in. I'm not going to hold you to it, but what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, that, that's – yeah, I would say he's going to keep that for sure. I wouldn't say he keeps the same 943 safe percentage and a 169 goals against average, but I think the, he'll, those numbers will still stay solid. And I think uh, with the team in front of him, I think there's so much value right now in Logan Thompson. 
just one of those guys that uh, you could definitely get a lot for right now. I think you could probably get, you know, a mid-range goalie and a uh, defenseman right now personally is what I would look at if uh, Logan, I had Logan Thompson and I was moving him. Just a mm-hmm. mid-range starter. Probably like right now, like um, hmm. I, I can't think of anyone on top Maybe of my head. Maybe you target yeah. the, uh, the Ottinger owner, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jake Ottinger, you could definitely do that. Logan Thompson for Jake Ottinger and then a defenseman in there. Oh, but, no. No, no, no. I didn't mean for Jake Ottinger. I would mm-hmm. No, I, I would not recommend anyone oh. get rid of him. Uh, Dallas looks so good. I just mean like target mm-hmm. the Ottinger owner because if he's going to be out mm-hmm. for any period of time, you know what I mean? Like you can you can target them for a trade partner. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Logan Thompson has so much value right now. It's absurd. And so, yeah, I think he's a definite sell candidate for sure. I, I hope that he does well. But yeah, it's it, he's not someone that I'm banking on, you know, doing this all year long. Um, and they've only lost, I think, a total of two games. I think they're nine and two or eight and two to start. That's also a very hot stretch. Something else that I'm not going to continue to buy season long. Like the Golden Knights could be very good, but they're going to start to take their lumps here. Uh, they're about to go on a, a pretty good road stretch here. They get, uh, what is it? How did I do? Th- oh, yeah. Tomorrow they get the first of November against the Capitals on the road, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto on the road, and Buffalo on the road. So five games in a row. The majority of their games have been at home. I, w- I would be willing to give them up for what pretty much what you had said, like a mid-tier winger and a defenseman or a high-end either one, right? If someone's giving you a hot uh, forward right now or a hot defenseman for them, I would be all over that. All right, rest of our cell candidates. Back to the top of the list because I thought that was a nice segue from mm-hmm. the buys of William Carlson and Mr. McNabb. Jonathan Huberdeau, Calgary Flames. It's been dinky do One goal, four assists on the season. He's a minus one. Uh, the production has been very sporadic, and I think what's more concerning is that he's just not putting the puck in the net. Uh, are you ready to let go of Huberdeau, or are you looking to hang on for a little bit longer here? Yeah, I'm ready to get rid of uh, Mr. Hubie Hubie Huberdeau. Because uh, yeah, his production's really not there. The ice time is kind of average. You're looking 15, 16 minutes a night. He's not really impressive at all, but he's one of those guys, and I'll talk more about it in the show, that has name brand value. And I think you have a name that's flashy like that, like Jonathan Huberdos. I think that uh, it'll raise his value a little bit. And so, yeah, he's definitely someone uh, I would sell for sure. It's, t- it's tough for me. I, I mean, if if I was giving up something light for him, like uh, I was trying to move uh, uh, Terry and who was the other option? I think I tr- I think it may have been Terry Terry and Riley Smith for Brady Brady uh, to Chuck, and it didn't work. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to, but it's st- it started the conversation, and then they uh, they had come back with Huber- Huberto involved, and I was like, eh, no, I'm gonna pass. So I, he's definitely not a buy candidate, but I don't know. I just don't know if you're going to be able to get back the right price for him. You know, he's he's, he's mm-hmm. worth a lot, and I don't know if anyone's re- really willing to pay, um, you know, for someone that they feel could turn around. You have, you know, Seattle, Nashville, New Jersey on the books. Those could be some higher scoring games for for the Flames. It's tough to trust. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold for now. Uh, I think I might be more interested in getting rid of this next guy who's also a Calgary Flame and Elias Lindholm. Um, he has two goals, but just one assist and is a minus two uh, through, what is it, five, five, seven games so far. They're five and two on the season. 
Yeah, my question is, well, who's really getting it done in Calgary right now? Yeah, Huberto and Lindholm, they're on the sell list, but they've only lost two games on the campaign so far. So that's got to say something to uh, their depth scoring, and I would take a look at that too. I would, uh, I would imagine probably some Manjapani because he's on line one, mm-hmm. and I would imagine yep. some Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Let me take a look here. I'll pull it up. Calgary. They got Milan Lucic on line two. That's interesting. I don't like that at all. That's got to get that get that garbage out of here. That's probably <laughs> something that's not helping Lindholm because I know Lindholm yeah. is the line two center. So, yeah, it's Lindholm, uh, Toffoli, and uh, Lucic. It's, it's been the Nazem Kadri show. Four goals, five mm-hmm. assists, baby. Let's go. Uh, Brett Ritchie, three goals, one assist. Tyler Toffoli, three goals, two assists. Mikel Backlund, three goals, no assists. Manjapani, two goals, two assists. Uh, Rasmus Anderson has six assists. Then Kadri. Huberto is, does have four assists. He's third on the team in assists, which is nice. The mm-hmm. plus-minus leaders are Richie, Michael Stone, Nikita Zadorov, and Tre- Trevor Lewis. My God, Trevor Lewis. Okay. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> uh, shots on goal leaders, Backlund, Kadri, Toffoli. That's got to change. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where Huberto is. He has 12 shots, and he, I think he might be ranked 12th. I mean, Blake yeah. Coleman has more shots on that. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah, but uh, getting back to this combination here, yeah, I don't think uh, – Lynn Holm has a lot of value right now, and I think he's someone you could definitely get rid of. And I'm not sure what you could get for him. I would hope for just another average winger. Because, yeah, he has kind of taken a demotion and role with uh, Nazem Kadri taking over as the line one center, and Mm -hmm. he is playing to stay as the line one center. And so I don't see much uh, value with uh, Lynn Holm because last year he had a line where he fired on all cylinders with uh, Goudreau and Kachuk. But now right. he's got Lucic and Toffoli. And so definitely a difference in play there. Definitely and downgrade, while, yeah. While we could see some uh, line switches by uh, Daryl Sutter, I think right now with the combination that he's playing on, I think uh, they're definitely a self-candidate. Right there with you. Right there with you. Uh, I would definitely sell Lindholm over Huberto. If I'm going to sell mm-hmm. one of the two, I, I would trust Huberto a little bit more right now. Uh, next up, whoo. Timo, Timo, Timo Meyer. My goodness. One goal, four assists, a minus seven. They've played so many games, and it's there's just like so little production here. He's got one game over double-digit fantasy points. He has one multi-point game. And like there's long stretches here where he doesn't do anything. From the 8th through the 18th of October, no points scored. From the 22nd through the 25th of October, no points scored. Like these are pretty big stretches here. Four, three-game stretches. Like He's 96% rostered. Like, you know, put Trevor Lewis, you know, in, in his nameplate, and, you know, he's waiver wire, waiver, mm-hmm. waiver wire fodder. Spit that out. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely, I would honestly argue Timo Meyer might be a drop candidate soon. See, the San Jose is one of the teams that's played a high volume of games, and they don't look like they're going to do anything right now. You got a guy at a minus seven, only going to, your fantasy team while he hasn't had a lot of negative games that plus minus is a big thing especially in category leagues category leagues that plus minus category you can't have a guy like that hurting that uh category and yeah only one goal on the campaign and uh this san jose team looks like they're honestly uh in the running for Connor bedard in the early going of this season yeah right i mean you look at the shots on net and you're just like wait a minute how are the points, how are the totals like this bad from him mm-hmm. getting the puck to the net that often? That's absolutely crazy. Okay. You know, 
If you're mm-hmm. looking at player props, yeah, Timo Meyer should be a home run to hit, hit over three and a half shots on net for sure. Mm-hmm. I think there's only been a couple of games where he's missed that. Yeah, uh, he's... Five, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12, one, two. There's only three games out of 12 he hasn't hit over three and a half shots on net. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And he, and he doesn't have one more. I'm sorry, he doesn't have more than one double digit fantasy game. His best fantasy production was in a 4 3, four, three win at home against Toronto. One goal, one assist, and three, uh, six shots on net. Excuse me. He was still. Uh, an even zero in that game. You know what I mean? Like even in his best yeah. game, he's an even zero. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this absolute, absolute sell. I, I would hope, I would hope, hope, hope that you could try and sell him rather than drop him. But you'll know your league better than ours. Like if you're in a mm-hmm. ten team league, it's probably likely that he's going to get dropped for sure. But and there's and there's some formats where you're just going to have to try and leverage his value a little bit and maybe you know take one on the chin with a loss in a trade. But it's better than getting something back rather than you know the nothingness that you might find the in a very shallow waiver league. All right, next up, uh, the king himself, Alex Ovechkin, has four goals, has three assists, but he is a minus seven on the season. Is it time to give up on Alexander the Great? Um, well, the, the Washington team right now, they've been, they've been very average, uh, as a Darcy Kemper owner, his numbers have been very fair. He's playing right now up against my other goalie, Freddie Anderson tonight. But in terms of Alex Ovechkin, it's, it's a hard sell for me because he's Alex Ovechkin. He's a guy that can put up, you know, 40, 50 goals in the season on a good year, uh, despite his age, but yeah, I th- I would hold out personally. He's one of the guys on this list that I would say hold out on. I think Washington, they're going to turn it around. They've got a good schedule coming up here. You've got a good matchup against Vegas, Detroit, and Arizona after that. And mm-hmm. so some good games for uh, Mr. Oven Chicken to rebound and uh, put some pucks in the back of the net. But, yeah, the minus seven definitely hurts for sure. And he's another guy who's putting the puck on the net a lot. He got five shots on goal in the last game. For that seven, five, three, two, like he's getting the puck to the net, just not getting in the back of the net. I don't know when these guys are coming back, but for me, uh, Ovechkin is going to stay a sell candidate in, until you get Backstrom back, you get Wilson back. I mean, they're even missing, you know, TJ Oshie, John Carlson. Like, I mean, I'm not a big mm-hmm. Connor Brown guy, but they went out and traded for him this offseason. So, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're missing quite a few pieces here, leaving Ovechkin playing alongside Dylan Strom and Connor Sheary, which may not be you know necessarily propelling his fantasy value on that top line. Mm-hmm. I feel like the guys that are injured, you know, they would rightly just overtake that top line right away. Right. And yeah, the so. ones they come back, I don't know. I know John Carlson, I just found out he's out today. But yeah, mm-hmm. Backstrom, uh, Wilson, Oshie, Brown, that's definitely going to hurt. And so that's one of my reasons of holding on to him because you might see an uptick in his production when those guys uh, re-enter the lineup. Yeah, I, I just don't know how how and when it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I I really don't know. Like if there's information out there that says those injuries won't be you know um, plaguing the Capitals for much longer, then by all means, uh, you know, hang on to them. But. You know, when I see all these guys missing from the lineup and I see the guys that he's playing against and I see the the team's record, like they're they're ba- they're barely treading water right now. And Ovechkin, you know, while he does have some positive production, his top line is just getting roasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in these last couple of games here, he was an even one. 
then minus one, minus one, minus two, minus two. That was four games in a row. And across that stretch, he only had one goal. That that game, he did have a, a 10 and a half point fantasy night up against New Jersey um, and had five shots on net. But that was his most productive game uh, from you know, the 20th through the 27th, that's a whole week, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that that type of production won't get it done for a guy that you likely spent a very high draft pick on. All right, next up, we got uh, Kyle Connor, one goal, three assists on the season. Dinky do. what are you doing, Kyle? Minus two on the year, has 33 shots on net, but uh, I got to say, for Kyle Connor, this is pretty underwhelming performance, or performances. Only three games with double-digit fantasy points has just as many games uh, under one fantasy point, if not more. Uh, where are you at with Kyle Connor here? Very, very clear cut sell candidate for me. Yeah, I agree. And I right now it definitely does hurt in Winnipeg with uh, Nikolai Ehlers out for sure. Because you mm-hmm. definitely would see Connor and Ehlers playing together, probably with a Shifley or Dubois, and you that'd be able to move the depth chart around a little bit there. But uh, yeah, definitely a sell candidate for sure. The numbers aren't there. The ice time's there, and the shots on goal are there, but the goals aren't there. And for Kyle Connor, a guy who can put up 40 goals, you'd expect a hotter start out of him. But uh, they did get a win out in a mullet arena in Arizona. And I'll tell you what, watching that game was a weird experience where they only had 5,000 people they could fit in that stadium. Because in the past, you know, when Arizona was playing out there, you only had 5,000 people in uh, Gila River Arena normally, and you look on TV – the whole stadium looks empty, but now they look like they have a sold-out crowd, and it's hilarious for uh, Arizona fans, I'd imagine. But, uh, no, it looked yeah. like a cool experience out there. And after Arizona's on the road for so long, finally getting to play in somewhat of a home barn with something. And their locker rooms, too. They don't even have their own locker rooms there. Dude, the locker it's- room photos are so bad. Where do they keep the orange slices? Where do they keep yeah. those? I don't understand. There's no room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, I think we probably got dressed in better locker rooms in Pee Wee's. Like oh, on absolutely. the way games, yeah. When we play like Pee Wee in high school hockey, there was definitely nicer locker rooms than what Arizona's getting dressed in. And I'd imagine oh, you know, being the equipment manager, that's got to like put your uh, job to the test there because you got to be able to squeeze everything in there, such a small space. And uh, yeah, I'd imagine it makes their job a lot of fun. Fun. That's that's a unique word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's that's been uh, it's been funny to watch. You know, just all the mm-hmm. all the memes and all the uh, you know social media stuff on that situation. Um, mm-hmm. Saw this the the tweets about like the the student section there being absolutely lit. Oh, I you bet had, you had just like a complete bevy of NHL jerseys and uh, cosplay characters and costumes and all sorts of stuff. Um, I remember, you know, when I was playing younger, our our fan section they would all come dressed as. Uh, like the Avengers or random superheroes or random costumes and stuff. That's that that's the that's the good stuff. You know, the fans <laughs> always get up for hockey. Gotta love it. Oh yeah, and no, and it's funny that uh, they have a student section for uh, an NHL team. Yeah, well, that's at a that's at a college, so it's you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of an easy way to be like, hey, college kids, come watch this game. You know what I mean? And yeah, a lot, lot of a lot of college kids have some extra money to spend. So I know the tickets are pretty expensive because, like you said. Yeah. It's, it's a smaller stadium. It's a uh, it's an intimate environment. We'll say, um, yeah. you're just because it's so enclosed. But yeah, yeah. that's that's got to be pretty neat. But it's also like not so you know neat because you know they're an NHL team playing <laughs> at a college. Like mm-hmm. you know, I remember when the Bears played at uh, in Champaign at U of I, and like you know 
that really wasn't as big a deal. I don't know why, why, mm. but that's also because they had facilities of a college football and college football is just as big college hockey. Yeah. Not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, and you got to wonder, cause I looked online at those uh, ticket prices. They were like 300 bucks a piece just to get in. Oh, and really? So you got to, yeah, that's you got to wonder as uh, a college uh, student there, how much they're charging the college students. Like what? Oh, like, please. Like no, students those get kids, in for free. <laughs> no, come on. Stop it. Those kids have plenty of money. If you're going to, if you're going to ASU, you, you ain't going there to, to grind it out and stay in your dorm every night. That's that's a big party school. Those All those kids mm-hmm. have extra cash laying around. Come on now. Yeah, that's fair. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have a student section, then you promote that. You don't need every student from the school to go. You just need enough of them to be, ex- you know, excited to show up and maybe mm-hmm. get on TV dressed as Donald Duck. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Especially with Halloween around the corner here, too. I think definitely. Around the corner. Nice today, time. pal. Or, yeah, around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Halloween isn't the same this year, you know. Nick did not dress up. I more responsibilities. Yeah how how was uh, the games this weekend? We're we're gonna head out here. Uh, let everybody know how you did. I know it was a it was a smash. Oh, it was for sure. Uh, Friday night we got a dub. I believe it was twelve to three. Um, I think I set a school record of some sort. I had two goals in eight seconds. Put up an additional assist for three points on Friday night. Saturday. Funny story for the viewers. Um, I got in the locker room and I'm getting dressed and I'm getting my skates on, and uh, the rivets, you know, the hold the blade holder in place, are just gone. I had no mm-hmm. clue where they were, and my whole, you know, blade holder is just falling off. And I go up to my coach and I'm like, you know, I got a situation. He's like, oh, you can't play. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And like puck drop was in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and. They find this like pair of skates out in the uh, equipment closet. They were like a half a size too small, so they were a tight squeeze. But uh, yeah, wore a pair of skates and weren't mine, and put up a goal and three assists for a thirteen to two win. Dang, dang, dang! Get them for four I love points. It. Mm-hmm. I love it. I was watching. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah, the team came out physical, and it was hard to keep my balance on my uh, wheels when they're not my wheels. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Be sure to follow uh, Nick on uh, on Twitter at uh, FaceOffOZ. Is that right? Yeah, FaceOff with OZ. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Be sure to go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com and you go find our hockey podcast. We're here for you. Be sure to jump in our DMs if you need help with any questions, any start sits, any trade grades. We're here for it. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.